When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. How are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing all right. You had a good week. Yes, the week was good. Yes. The week was good. Did you have trivia? You host trivia, right? I host it, yes. In addition to my day job, I host uh, my fun side job is I host a trivia night, um, which is great because um, this year, the night that I host, which is Wednesday night usually, yeah. this year Halloween is on a Wednesday. Oh, that's exciting. And it's going to be trivia fun. All Halloween horror? Uh, um, yes. Last year, I wrote the Halloween horror like trivia game for cool. when it was done on that Wednesday or whatever day it was last year. And um, I think... I'm going to ask this year if I can do that again uh, to my trivia bosses. But Very yes. cool. Uh, Sunset Trivia in San Diego and in Orange County, folks. Uh, check I it out. It. It's That's good awesome. stuff. You should get like uh, slash cards, a little callback. That that game is still available and yes. it's so fun. Yes. Slash cards, the horror trivia movie game. Last year I did um, my like 10 question intermission trivia was um, given the – Given the movie, name the actress, or vice versa. Given the actress, name the movie that they they starred in, and like Jennifer Aniston, and then it's, you know, uh, which is I think Leprechaun. Leprechaun, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just name. <laughs> I was naming actresses, and they had to say the movie in which they in the horror film in which they were, uh, they starred. They starred. Oh, I love it! I'm so excited. We are getting closer and closer. To October, I'm starting to collect uh, things mm-hmm. for the for the upcoming Gore Fest. We have lots of ideas for Halloween. Yes, for Halloween, we had a meeting um, last Sunday. Actually, a week from today, a we, prayer meeting. <laughs> yes, a prayer meeting. No, we're our friend Brian is going to do a lot of the decorations and lighting this year. Yes, yeah. Brian. Yeah, yes. so it's going to be really it's going to be really fun. We're setting up uh, some like photo op kind of stuff, and I'm hoping to do some karaoke. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so I like. Be. I mean, obviously, it's it's. You can't have musical. I am literally arranging my travel vacation plans around so, your party. I'm so, so dedicated. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I, I've been getting really excited for that. American Horror Story comes back next week. Well, actually, I guess by the time this comes out, it'll have already started airing. But I'm very excited. These are the for voices that. of the past, folks. right? <laughs> uh, our old catchphrase. Um, it returns with a vengeance, part two. Um, <laughs> but I am. I'm very excited for Apocalypse this year. So yes, you 
I I was talking to Squancher about it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I very much want to return to the world of Coven because yeah. Coven is my Coven's my favorite season just because of how fun and campy it was. Oh, it's so gay. Um, it, yeah. no, and it's so gay. It is. It's the gayest. And then <laughs> I, I just don't know how I'm gonna like. I don't know if I'm gonna like seeing. Um, what's her face? Sarah Paulson is like three different characters. I mean, she can handle it. But, you know, and yeah. it's also worth it in the trailers to see Kathy Bates saying Hail Satan. I know, right? Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> well, yes. Hail Satan. Yeah, exactly. Because she's so, it's not even like, Hail Satan. It's like, Hail Satan. It's well, like, damn sexy. Damn like, I mean, it just yeah, comes exactly. off as like, <laughs> yes. it just comes off as like, uh, she's complimenting him. Yeah. You know, well, you know, somebody walked well, in. Well, Hail, Hail Satan. Satan. Yeah. Look at you. Look at that. <laughs> Well, hail Satan, girl! I know. I know. I I can't wait to see how that how, whatever she whatever she's supposed to be, mm-hmm. whoever she's supposed to be. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I, I like kind of the vibe it has. It looks like it's kind of like an apocalypse cult or something, or they're all like underground. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm and then just somehow curious. there's witches, and then yeah. I if I had to guess, I mean, it's you know, this is probably this is gonna sound so awesome when like you know we're making our speculations and the episodes already out. But if I had to guess, I would say that um, she is. I I think that whatever house they're on is the murder house site, and so it's haunted by all those spirits. Yeah. And then somehow uh, Cordelia and you know the coven end up there yeah i don't know i'm it's it's i'm very curious because like that from the uh from the trailer you can't really t- it looks like they're underground somewhere you know in some sort of mm-hmm. you know uh, like it kind of reminds me of you know there's always like when there's like a cult that's like trying to raise up satan they always have some kind of bunker somewhere you exactly know, or some kind of lair it's you know it's that kind of it had that kind of vibe so either way, I'm very excited for it to start, and uh, I look forward to recapping it each week with you. Um, yes, as we <laughs> as we go, as we head in. Uh, what else has been going on? Any anything else? Anything exciting? No, that's pretty much it. No, we're getting into like the exciting holiday season. We're gonna hit it, you know. Yes. Get, get October going and all the fun horror stuff, and then we gotta have dinner with family. You know, (laughs) (laughs) then we had to start all the family holidays. So it's like the last hurrah. (laughs) Exactly. The last, this is the last bit before we get into the family. Before you have to deal with family, (laughs) family. Um, I'm not going home this year though. So all those family matters. Yeah. Family matters. Uh, My mother's coming here actually in October. uh, So um, we're going to have her visit. We're just going to get it all in then. And then I'll see her again sometime in a couple more years. Yes. (laughs) Uh, alrighty. Well, I was trying to look for some good horror news, but again, I mean, until uh, uh, you know, by the time this airs, everything will be old. I'm looking forward to the new Halloween. They did show, you know, there's more trailers. Oh yeah, that trailer is just yeah. looks so in- intense and insane. And they gave they really gave Jamie Lee a lot to do. Um, they gave her the same haircut though, which is great. <laughs> And yeah, because she's just been spending forty years like training to kill Michael. <laughs> exactly. She's like, I want him to get out. I want him. Yeah. To. Why? So I can kill him. <laughs> like, yes. Um, I who is it? Judy Greer is Judy Greer the daughter? I think it's Judy. Is Greer. that her last name? I I know who she is. Yeah, I've seen her, and I I love that. Like, 
Yeah, so I'm just hysterical like hysterical. I was just like, wow, they just I love that Judy Greer is is like playing all of the like incidental family yeah. members to everyone because <laughs> she's the mother of like the kids in um jurassic world oh really yeah i haven't seen that <laughs> she, and then she's also the mother of like ant-man's daughter in Ant- the ant-man marvel universe yeah she plays all these like incidental characters like on the periphery <laughs> which is great because you know she just she I, you know she's capable of doing more but she's pretty great at that Oh, no, she's fantastic. I love her. I, though, will forever love her as Fern Mayo in Jawbreaker. <laughs> I don't think it, well. I, You've not seen Jawbreaker well, that either. surprises no one. <laughs> well, but it's not really a horror film. I mean, it's kind of like a campy, like Heather's, Clueless. I've seen Clueless. I've not seen Heather's. Well, not Clueless. I mean, it's Clueless with murder, you know, I guess. Because it's like that. They're all like, you know, popular girls and they mm-hmm. accidentally kill their friend. Because with a jawbreaker. Yeah, with a jawbreaker. It's like her birthday or whatever. They, you know, and then they are trying, like, the whole movie's about them trying to cover it up. And it's, um, it's Rose McGowan. Yeah, Rose McGowan. I wanted to say Tatum from Scream. (laughs) Even though I do know her real name. Yes, Rose McGowan. Our our hero in the Me Too. It's Paige Hallowell. (laughs) It's Paige Matthews Hallowell from, uh, (laughs) but yeah, so it's pretty funny. And, and so Judy Greer's character is like the only, is like the witness, but she's like this frumpy like nerdy girl who they like transform they give her a makeover of course of course and she becomes super popular and they and she lords her. it over them and yeah ends exactly. up becoming the real villain right <laughs> it's kind of, they they have that sort of story <laughs> but uh we'll have to watch it marilyn manson makes a uh p- pops up in a cameo because he was dating rose, uh, rose McGowan, McGowan at the time, time. yeah yeah and uh who else who's the other rebecca gayhart is that rebecca Re- uh rebecca um, Marsha Gay Harding? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Rebecca De Mornay? Uh, no. Oh, I like her though too. In the hands that rock, the hand that rocks the cradle. Um, Rebecca. What did I just say? Gay. Re- Rebecca Gay Hart. Who's yeah, Rebecca Gay Hart? I think you'll know her if you see her. Yeah, her. Um, Rebecca Gay Hart. Oh, yeah, her. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, this is such a great visual medium. The exactly, podcast. podcasting is such a visual medium. <laughs> uh, shout out to Los Culturistas. Um, uh, that's so funny. But yeah, uh, yeah. So they. Were, oh, and uh, Julie, what's her Benz from Dexter is also Ooh, in it. Okay. Yeah. So it's got lots of lots of your favorite, you know, my favorite queens, my favorite that queens. were in shows you did see that weren't horror related. <laughs> Um, but yes, Judy Greer at, what were we talking about? Halloween, Halloween. Yes. Yeah. We got off. Yeah. But yeah. She's Halloween. like wearing Looking the same the outfit, the same hair. I know it's the whole look. I, I, it's great. <laughs> Cause I guess it's picking up 40 years after the original sequel. So it's like Halloween one and two. And mm-hmm. now this is 40 years later. So they're ignoring like everything else, I guess, including Halloween H2O clearly. Apparently the other 20 years later one. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween two O, Halloween, um, oh, all the other like sequels and stuff, and yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, there's nothing. I, it'll be interesting to like revisit Halloween and then to see and then see the the sequel. Oh yeah, no, I'm excited. I definitely want to like before I go to see it, watch the first two and then move on, move in. Yeah, I'm which really I anticipate excited. they're probably gonna. They're expecting people to do. Yeah, actually, that's what they should do is have like a special like screening and show the original oh. Halloween. Oh, I'm sure. And Halloween too, and yeah. then this that would be really fun because they did that with the Saw films for a while, where you could go and watch like the first few and then see the mm-hmm. new one, and that was it was a little unrelenting, oh, but a sure. lot of fun. 
<laughs> Any I other... think they did that with a. Um... They've done that with a couple other yeah. films. Like Alamo does that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what were you saying? I was going to say, any other horror news? No, not, uh, not that I can find right now. I mean, a lot of new stuff's coming out. I want to see that move, uh, new movie, The Nun. The Nun? Yeah. I'm yes. I'm the, the new one in the Conjuring series, which is like fast becoming one of the like most like financially successful horror franchises in, really? modern, mm-hmm. in modern time. Because they have like both the Conjuring movies, the Annabelle movie, now The Nun, and there's something else I think I'm forgetting. Um, That's part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Annabelle too. Doesn't that have a sequel? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, this is a lot. And then the nun. Yeah, now the nun, which looks really good. I like a creepy nun. It kind of t- takes me back to like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, they have some creepy nuns in those movies. Apparently, nun exploitation is a genre. Of yeah, nun exploitation. There's what is there's one like Hellseeker. Or... Uh, there's a really creepy like nun movie where it's like. See, I'm all about Sister Act. I can't... Yeah, I know. Well. No accounting for taste. I will wish, I mean, well, <laughs> which is a nice, maybe kind of a nice segue into our topic because um, Grandpa play <laughs> is Father Maurice in Sister Act right, 2. In Sister Act 2. Yeah, so we are discussing today's 1987 classic cult vampire movie, The Lost Boys, which I'm a big fan of. I don't even know how many times I've seen it. I don't even remember seeing it for the first time. It was just always there. <laughs> Like so many things. Like so many things there. in your life were always there. In the background. I cannot playing. wait to meet your mother and be like, you are the, you. Right. You, cause yeah, you didn't meet her the last time she was here. No, I did not. I did yeah. not have the distinct pleasure of meeting your, the woman who gave you birth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will this time. Hopefully if you're not out, you know, running, you know, running, running around, running, um, r- running down, running down various men. Well, is no. that what you're doing? I know that's not what I do. Just out um, there. I'm just out there. I'm just out there hoeing Joshua. Hoeing. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> wow, this took a turn. Yeah. Anyway, so back to it. So, yeah, we are discussing <laughs> The Lost Boys today. Fantastic uh, vampire movie, in my opinion. What did you think, Joe? Um, Because you've yeah. never seen it before. Never now, seen have it you before. Seen, is this another one where maybe you'd seen clips of it? No. no. I am not familiar with you Lost Boys at all. You weren't familiar with it at, at all. all. Okay. Um, which is very rare for something like this kind of culturally, uh, culturally significant. I think the only thing I know about Lost Boys is the poster. (laughs) (laughs) You see the posters everywhere. T-shirts. I used to have a really cool T-shirt that had like the all of them on it. Um, I also didn't realize like that there were so many names because they don't they don't look like themselves in the poster. So it's like so many names. You got the Corys. Yeah, because they were all young. I mean, it's thirty years, (laughs) thirty-one years old now. You know. You got the Corys, you mm-hmm. got um, fucking Jamie Gertz, who yeah. was like big in the 80s with all of her stuff going on. Yeah. All her fabulous hair and oh flowy my outfits gosh. in this movie. Shout out star, to like... Star, star. It's like star and um, <laughs> Edward Herman, my man, Richard right. Gilmore himself. I know. Um, and a Diane Weist. Yes. Oh, yeah, It was. it's it's a good stuff. Um, I guess my overall like take on the film was... You know, it is a fun 80s film. I can yeah. see why people like it so much. Um, it's definitely, it's, I don't, I, I think it still holds up um, just as like a completely fun piece of, uh, uh, fun piece of um, cinema. 
Um, what is it about the 80s and like a cave that everyone like, feels the need <laughs> to like use as a hideout? I know it was it was kind of giving me like I, even though I've never seen it, I've seen I've seen clips, the Goonies, you oh, know, yeah. like it's it's very much like what was the 80s? And I'm the surprised cave? you haven't seen the Goonies. I mean, I know we've discussed it before, but mm-hmm. like I'm shocked that you still haven't because like all of our no. friend group fucking loves the Goonies. They are rabid drooling for the goonies it almost makes me just like want to hold out as much as i can and just like yeah i'm i'm fine it's what i didn't grow like i mean i remember being on tv but i never really watched it like from beginning to end until i was with like you know our friend marcella who Mm -hmm, will be mm -hmm. on the show soon yes yay marcella uh we have we have more guests coming uh but uh she had her you know 40th anniversary or 40th birthday party, 40th anniversary. I was like, Marcella is not a woman of 70. <laughs> Her 40th birthday party. She did all Goonies themed, which I'm sure we've probably mentioned here before. And that, so that was the first time I watched the whole thing. And being in a room full of people who really rapidly love it. And we was were, a little much. Well, it was hard because I thought that we were all getting together. Cause so they were, did it for backyard movie nights. Yeah. They, yeah, like, yeah, hosted yeah, yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. And I always thought that, the, you know, I've been to them and like the goal is to like, you know, heckle the film you know yeah 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 but i quickly found out not with the goonies like uh can you shut up i'm like i'm sorry i thought we were supposed to like heckle yeah. like, i i'm trying to but think i'm like there's... heckling the whole thing whereas like they you know like they're like they're like uh, <laughs> that it, part's it, not it's funny yeah. there's nothing funny about that part it's very serious yes. <laughs> i feel like it, I'm, I'm trying to think of what film where like if people heckled it i might like i might yell at them mrs doubtfire uh um <laughs> Drawing a line in I the sand. I draw my line. Mrs. Doubtfire's line my line. In, in, your, in your deep lady foundation deep. right there. <laughs> deep old lady foundation. You I feel like that's a, line. a that's like a band. I want that to be my name. Bad, bad, bad. Next band name. Deep lady foundation. <laughs> the old lady foundation. <laughs> right there. Just um, right there. You drew a line. And Hook. Probably those two films. Because yeah. I love those two. Ugh, Again, another know. one where it's like treasure in a cave. <laughs> there, Yeah, there you go. I, uh... I don't know. I mean, I try. I mean, probably Elvira, even though I can certainly heckle Elvira, I guess, if, mm-hmm. I, if you know. But I don't know. I don't really. I, I try. I, I mean, and again, even with like the Goonies and like just kind of like laughing about it, it's like I still want to be careful not to step on people's like childhood stuff because like I have a lot of that too. So I get it, mm-hmm. you know. And we're trying to let people have their joy. There's exactly. So, there's, very, there's so little joy. We're trying in the world. this thing where we yeah. let people have their joy. I've I've been telling I, I think I might have mentioned this on the show before, but I recently read something where instead of like being that person that if someone says they haven't seen anything, getting like, Oh my god, why haven't you seen it? You're yeah. a terrible human being right. <laughs> um, saying something along the lines of like, Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of you that you're going to experience this for the first time. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, Oh, like that's a really nice way way to put it even though still now i'm like what yeah well i mean obviously that's what keeps me like really motivated in 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 doing this podcast besides that it's you know a lot of fun and it's just fun to be horror geeks and Mm -hmm. to do all the stuff we do and to have these conversations you mean you don't like spending time with me no of course of course i do that's that's the number one motivator i I was just trying to invent a way to hang out with joe for a couple hours a week podcasts Uh, are a visual medium and no one can see my cute face right you're hello kitty looking No, that's not right. She doesn't have a mouth, which no. seems very. I feel like I look like someone who has a lot of Hello Kitty. That's true. You do right now. Yes, yes. We'll take a picture of it and we'll we'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, but no, yeah, I, I don't want to. 
You don't want to yuck someone's yum, right? Yeah. But oh no, but that's what I was trying to say was that it's kind of fun to see these movies for the first time with you because you've never seen them and it mm-hmm. is there there is that gel, like oh you get a good experience of it the first time. So I, I mean yeah, and like you know to kind of bring it back. So like you've seen this movie like you know for the umpteenth time. Yeah. Uh, since nineteen forgotten. But I, but I always I love it. I can watch it anytime. Yeah, I'll throw it on. Because I love the music. I love that G Tom Mac, like Cry Little Sister. <laughs> love that song. Love a child choir singing, you know, Thou Shalt Not Fall, whatever. Whatever is being sung in the background. It's wonderful. You know, I like how the song builds throughout the movie. They use like little pieces of it. I, I like that. Until kinda. they finally fuck. Yeah, until, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it's the full song when Star and, and Michael consummate the vampiric love. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like what is it also about the 80s where it's like making love in like a four poster bed with diaphanous curtains yes exactly (laughs) all flowing there's candles and you know yeah i know yeah and when you're growing up like as a queer kid you're like oh man why i wish i was star (laughs) 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 or actually either then that'd be probably an okay situation yeah either one beautiful people in that movie uh But um, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> now we've now we've gotten <laughs> off, topic. Off, off topic. Well, not really. I mean, you know, that's kind of. I think when I when I think of vampire movies, when it's about like sexiness, you know, a lot of people talk about like Interview with the Vampires being, you know, I, I which I don't. I'm I'm not a big fan of the movie, and I I don't find it. I I like the this kind of vampire you know i like their rock and roll look their motorcycle gang you know Mm -hmm. i think they're very sexy very wild you know i like obviously the lost boys is a you know a take on peter pan yeah 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 they never grow up yeah if they were if they were vampires um you know so i it's like i like that and i like that kind of um like 30 days of night have you seen that yet no but okay. that's the that's the one in alaska right yeah they're they're like the vampires in that they're not sexy they're like wild animals so mm-hmm. i like in this movie it's like both like you get you know this very sexy look and then they can easily turn into just like you know they're coming after that police officer and they're killing the teenagers who are making out in the car um i don't know if you notice like throughout the film but you know they keep showing these posters of like missing children which it's you know mm-hmm, inferred mm-hmm. that they're like they're clearly attacking and eating you know young kids uh, which is also kind of a comment on like pedophilia and we could talk about like that you know with oh okay okay you know with what was going on with the the Corys and you know everything happening to that not i mean i don't think it's like a direct but i just think that there is this sort of illusion to mm-hmm. like you know the preying on like the, the the weakest the youngest which doesn't i guess gel as much with like the queer subtext we were also talking about you know i don't want necessarily to tie that together that's but, true that's but i true. think that there's it's an interesting it's an interesting observation in light of what the Corys, you know, talked about later in their life and what eventually, um, you know, led to Corey Haim's death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did I get that right? Yes, Haim. I always get them mixed up, their names. Yes. <laughs> Someone's like, yes, Corey Feldman died. No, no, it wasn't Feldman. It's Corey it was Haim. Yes. Um, which is, yeah, terrible. Uh, yeah, so there was a, I was reading this Vice article that was examining, like, you know, 30 years of the Lost Boys, and, and they had brought up, like, all the missing child posters, and, you know, I thought that was interesting. Uh, they It points out a triangle with a spiral symbol on the board, which is a symbol the FBI uses to identify pedophile rings. 
1987. This is a fun thing to note that gave the film a little depth, but in 2017, you know, obviously, or 2018 now, but at the time this was written, um, the knowledge we have about what was going on, you know, with, with these child actors adds a whole other layer to the movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I was commenting to you when we were watching the film that it's a little chilling to kind of see to see them yeah and and to know like and to and to know that what's going on behind the scenes and all of that stuff and um it's definitely pretty chilling yeah absolutely um but to also just comment on uh, because you mentioned the goonies which i guess is sort of kind of what they thought they were gonna do was sort of a vampire goonies kind of movie so and and i think that kind of i mean with Corey being in there. Which one was in the Goonies, actually? Corey Feldman, yeah, I think. Corey yeah. Feldman. Yes, yeah, he starred in that as well. So with him being in that, I think it's like, you know, automatically, you know, you're going to draw that connection. But the movie's way darker, I think, than the Goonies. Oh, yeah, is. super <laughs> much more darker. Um, you haven't even seen it. How do you know? Well, I mean, you have. No, you I'm also kidding. have what? You have Corey Feldman was also in Stand By Me, right? Mm-hmm. And then so was Kiefer Sutherland. And yeah. he was also in Stand By Me as well. So you have the two of them coming back, and he played a villain in Stand By Me. So, um, Yeah, oh, he's so good in this movie, Kiefer Sutherland. Like, all the boys, yeah. like, all the lost boys, all the vampire-like clan, I just, they're, like, all style icons. You know? <laughs> like, so much of the way, like, I dress is very influenced It's very lost by, boys. Very... Yeah, it's very influenced by, by the guys in this movie. C- um, can we talk about the kind of, like, queerness of it? Yeah, so, of so again, at, you know, just to reiterate what Joshua was saying, like, you know, that's, we're not, we're, we're not trying to tie the whole pedophilia thing into this kind of inherent queerness of the film. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring it up because in, in, in light, in light of everything that happened, but there is like the film just so seems so inherently queer. And the thing about vampires, um, and we brought this up again when we were screening it as well, is that, uh, vampires it's just there's this seduction you know there's this this whole thing about seduction and getting Mm -hmm. seduced and going back to our first episode where we're talking about how like vampire as metaphor for like this wealthy landed you know wealthy landed mainly kind of european you know uh kind of villain and then the seduction that comes with that so it's like you're seducing someone with eternal life and mm-hmm. with wealth and with, you know, what's the, all of this, all of that. It's just, it's so interesting to see how that kind of plays out even when like your vampires are not, um, again, wealthy landed Europeans. You, they're like basically these like motorcycles. Yeah. They're just rough, like surfer kids, you know, that have somehow yeah. stumbled on, you know, running around shirtless with leather jackets on. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's kind of one of the things, like, now looking at it, like, maybe, well, Joel Schumacher is gay, mm-hmm. so he, the director, um, so that's, you know, again, maybe there are ways where unintentionally. Did not even know that, did you not know, know that. Yeah, so unintentionally things That get... totally explains Batman Forever now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm sorry, the Riddler? Come on. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, like, because we ended up, we, I think we found out later that um, everything in Nightmare 2 was, like, intentional, but so over everybody's heads about how queer it was. And then now, in this particular one, you see that 
there is an inherent queerness because it's males seducing males, you know, and yeah, they all are, are drinking from David, David's yeah. fluid, David's, David's, David's you know, <laughs> David's they're exchanging essence. fluids. At least as far as they know, this is, it's, you know, he's the, he's the head vampire, at least for most of the film till the, the, mm-hmm. the reveal. Uh, yes, absolutely. Though also the way they look and dress is, uh, it's very eighties, like, sadomasochism like bdsm like gay bars you know long leather trench coats and jackets and you know there was this whole like coming out of the 70s machismo tama Findlin. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. all look like that in a way yeah like that they you know they're coming from that you know idea now of course again like i said we're applying this you know even well, when I was growing up, I mean, I always found the film very queer, just because I think I mean I was attracted to a lot of the stars in it. So I mm-hmm. was just trying. So again, you're trying to put your like I was saying earlier with like star. It's like oh, what if you know what if the whole movie yeah was remade and it was like that queer with like a with a queer character. Yeah. We're inserting our we're inserting yeah. ourselves in it. We're making them. We're being meaning makers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I don't know how much of you know how much is intentional. I mean, Schumacher has commented, you know, in the past that he puts, you know, there is sometimes intentional coding. Yeah. You know? And so like with Sam's character, you know, Corey, um, Hames, Hames character, there's some things that can be coded as queer. The way he dresses, he's very flamboyant, loud mm-hmm. prince. He has the, like the sexy poster of Rob Lowe on his, yeah. On his mm-hmm. um, closet door. But he also has a poster of Molly Ringwald, but she wasn't really like a sex pinup. You mm-hmm. know, it's just kind of interesting. But I think there's one of the John Hughes movies where she's friends with like a queer coded character, which made her kind of a hero for a lot of gay mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. Ducky. Yes, Ducky. Yeah, there you go. Um, from, is that 16? Can- no. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think that is well. 16 Candles. Okay. But anyway, so, you know, there's this. No, it's Pretty in Pink. Okay. It's pretty in pink. Whatever. Well, there you go. Pretty in pink. <laughs> but she's kind of coded that way. You know, I think of her as Claire, you know, in The Breakfast Club. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I probably would have been friends with Claire. Like, she was, She looks like she would have had, like, a gay friend. You, you wouldn't have been friends with Ali Sheedy's character? No, I would have told. I would have been friends with both. Okay. I would have been. You would have bridged Well, the gap. I would have probably been, like, Ali Sheedy's character. <laughs> except with way, not, not the dandruff issue. Yeah. But I operated in a very strange way in high school. So, it's still, like, I could be kind of a lot of different things well so. i definitely was nerd i was nerd right. yeah no, i was not I was, sporto i was very you know wore a lot of black and was kind of a weirdo but um i was also out and so it kind of attracted a strange mm-hmm. group of friends <laughs> um so anyway so so you have that sort of coding of sam you know and 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 we can read him sort of as a queer character because just the the hints around uh his room uh, what what else for you spoke out like or spoke to to queerness besides like all the all the sexy boys all the sexy <laughs> all the sexy boys, um, so I, I Edward Herman um is great because you know you he ends up you know as spoiler alert the movie's over thirty years old uh but spoiler alert you have um Edward Herman coming out and being uh you know at the end you realize that he is the like the head vampire. Mm-hmm. And him has always been like a little, I've always thought of him as a little flouncy affected just because of how kind of, you know, I mean, I also know him as Richard Gilmore. So he's just this very kind of patrician, you know, gentleman. 
Um, but he, and maybe not speaking so much to queerness, but his character also speaks to that kind of like established vampire, you know, established vampire, be my wife. I, my children need a mother yeah. type of thing. Um, other queer things, uh, I thought. When I wonder, sorry, just to interrupt. It's like, it's like, what were, what was he doing because I, because he gets through David first, and then David keeps their like relationship secret, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. from the others. So he, so you think David is the head vampire through the whole movie, you know? Whatever. It's about killing David to end, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to make everybody normal again. When you really find out that actually, it's um, Max, uh, Max, and uh, his name just like ooh, flew right out. I was gonna call him <laughs> Herman, Edward, <laughs> Richard Gilmore, <laughs> Richard Gilmore. Um, Anyways, so it's like, I'm curious, like, how did they meet? Like, what is their, what is the story there? What is their connection? You know, so anyways, just saying, like, you know, this older, wealthy gentleman. Yeah. Hitting up some surfer punk. Want to be a vampire? Want to drink from me? <laughs> want to want to drink me? <laughs> I think that the, the also, I mean, the most, I, I don't know how coded it can be when it was, uh, the, in, where, um, Michael uh, drinks the blood mm. and it's like, drink, be one of us drink. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Com- and then like, there is, I mean, can you call it coded? If like, you are literally saying to someone, drink my fluid, like drink my fluid and become one of me, become, become a part of me, become one of yeah. me. Well, do I mean, we don't really know that it's David's blood though at the time, but they, regardless, I mean, we don't know. Still, but like when yeah. we find out about it yeah. later and then, you know, upon yeah. subsequent, I mean, star yells that it's blood, but he ignores her. Yeah. But she's and not then, like, Oh, that's David's blood. But I feel like also what we know about, like how, what we know about vampire lore and culture is that you, yeah. you in order to become one, you must drink from the one that you want to be. And, yeah, is if for one in one particular, yeah, yeah, yeah type yeah. of vampire lore, mm-hmm. which was is, is kind of interesting. This movie uses a lot of different images, a lot of different uh, coding. There's like the Egyptian stuff and Native American stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of interesting, lots uh, of interesting symbology stiff. put throughout it. You know, so the these vampires are operating in a you know, because mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think of others where it's like, oh, if you kill the main vampire everybody will return to normal supernatural was like that yeah well supernatural was i think there was a storyline where it's like if you kill the alpha if you kill the original um the original person then everyone dies or it all you know so you have to look and kill the alpha uh but it just makes also kind of like it does kind of make some sense, some kind of sense and also gives it's a nice way to like storybook close everything up yeah um but yeah it was it was it was a it was a good film um i I think that it's definitely one of those that if i wouldn't mind it being in like a halloween type rotation um you know when you do your your 31 days of halloween right um obviously the sexy sax man we didn't even talk about him yet his uh glistening oily whatever we're gonna start petitioning Dancing. uh funko to get a funko pop i know of that i was guy. you know because i know they're doing a lost boys or they did the lost boys set but mm-hmm. i don't think the sax man was in there and he should have his own funko pop you know like come on it was just also like the the thing the other thing that kind of bothered me was maybe bothered me just because it's just the sheer lawlessness of the town 
like the beach, this mm-hmm. like beach kind of Santa Cruz, Santa Monica boardwalk type thing. Um, and the sheer lawlessness of it all where, you know, I was like, wow, this is like Ocean Beach, San Diego, but like 20, like 30 years ago with no law, with no rules. Well, yeah, I mean, I think one, so they filmed in um, Santa Cruz. Of course. Yeah, and although they asked them to change the name because Santa Cruz has a, at the time, had a um, reputation for being the murder capital of the world, which the fictional Santa Carla that they're living Santa in. Santa Carla. Um, is also called that because they had several, a couple different, um, what do you want to say, serial killers mm-hmm. <laughs> who were stopped, was, were stalking on this on the streets of santa um cruz and sorry no we're looking we're looking I'm trying to find, I, no i had a whole like list with the with the different killers that were on there but whatever anyways um well it that i do remember that because that also oh yeah kemper carpenter yeah i was, and like, I was gonna say um uh Three serial killers who hunted victims. Uh, Kemper, there. yeah, yeah, and so, so the city kind of had, you know, nowadays obviously they're proud that the film was filmed there and it, you know, was such a, you know, a success and it's like a cult film and people want to go there and see, you know, the places that were filmed there. But at the time they were really worried about, you know, more negative publicity, <laughs> so they, so they asked to change the name and then they granted, you know, all the permits and and such for it. But yeah, I mean, I think there's something. Um, like Santa Cruz even today is still known as like an area for like outcasts and, you know, free thinkers and, you know, it's a great place for queer people to live. And so I think that all makes sense, you know, Mm -hmm. that they get there and it's this big party town and it's free spirited and there's lots of young people there, which is perfect for vampire hunting grounds. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a lot, lots of changing, you know, people coming and going. I feel like you'd make sense. I feel like you'd have to change the town now. Like it couldn't be, it couldn't be Santa Cruz. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they were to remake it, which, I mean, they've talked about it. Again, we, you know, they did a couple sequels, which were nothing to talk about. Um, I watched it. It'd have to be once. like Ibiza. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you're like, what? Yeah. Because it couldn't be Santa Cruz because it's just, I mean, I think, like, it's so... Um, it's so just overly populated and there's like this huge, mm. you know, huge housing crisis. Big pot town now too. Yeah. So I don't know. Huge, you know, huge. I'm a kind of bass. Maybe P town. It <laughs> should go to P. Well, there it, you go. Yeah, then it'll, it'll be, really be queer. Yeah. Then it'll be super queer. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think they should be, um, Diablo Cody should write like a lesbian, all lesbian lost girls like thing. And I think yes. that could be really great. It could be in Austin. They should yes, set it in Austin, exactly. Texas. Exactly. See, perfect. Look at that. We're already, we're throwing ideas out here come on million dollar just cut us a check just give us 10 percent. yeah (laughs) uh that's all we want is 10 percent. but yeah so the yeah the movie does get shown in lgbtq film festivals which i think is fascinating uh so it's you know we're not the only ones making these connections if you just look up like lost boys and queerness like all kinds of articles pop up of you know sort of examining the 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 story in that light the mm-hmm. campy creepy appeal of the lost boys that was the the name of the vice article by uh, marianne marianne eloise 
that I referenced a lot in this uh, podcast. I recommend reading it. Uh, oh, this it mentions the occultism that um, Schumacher is really into, like symbolism and numerology. So he put a lot of that um, in there. The all-seeing eye, the onk symbols, mm-hmm. human sacrifice. Uh, Michael um, is intended to be Star's first kill so that she could become a full vampire. But mm-hmm. obviously, the whole thing, when Kiefer sees him and sees how sexy he is, I think he wants to bring him. No. <laughs> no, well, you never really. I, I was trying to. He's like, like never mind. He's Join like, the cult. It's like, never mind. I think we could Take get. Take your shirt off. Take your shirt <laughs> off. <laughs> Sit down. Take your shirt off. Drink my blood. <laughs> Eat these maggots and drink my blood. Yeah. Uh, the kid, I, you know, I'm not sure. It's like, what is the point of having a vampire child? Is the only, uh, you know, I mean, I guess they're creating their own like subversive version of family, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always kind of did. That's the one thing that always has stuck out a little bit for me. It's like I don't understand really the point. Like with Interview with the Vampire, you know, where they make. Um, Kristen Dunst's character mm-hmm. into a vampire and then she's like stuck forever as a child I mean and she's like psychopathic because she's so angry you know and I always just wonder like I, I don't think if I was you know if I was in a vampire situation I would definitely be like how about no children like yeah. all of us can you know like stay but I don't I don't get that the point of having exactly you know because they they show him you know on the box of milk that he yeah. was missing so he's not he doesn't belong to any of them they just picked him up and was like let's make this child a vampire i don't know if it's just like the twistedness of david and of this like clan you know because he's not going to age yeah. i assume never I mean, we don't we explained. don't really know yeah that's not explained so that's the one thing that always kind of has hung out there for me that i don't i don't get the point unless it's yeah well, I mean, I guess in some like vampire stuff, I mean, a child would be far more easy to lure, you mm-hmm. know, victims, I guess. Perhaps it could be just like a child for Star to take care of. Maybe, but even that's like weird, you know, like yeah. I, I want to be like a hot rockin' vampire mama. I don't want to have some you don't kid. want to just like I want some kids I'll be responsible for this. Like I want to go flying around too and eating people. <laughs> it's like I'm all about flying and eating. Yeah. So again, I, I don't know. Outside of, I guess it would be it'd be a good um, tool to use mm-hmm. to to because um, he could you know act lost or act you know whatever and draws in for you sure know? for sure because that's again that's like what um, Kristen Dunn's character is like in Interview with the Vampire where she's you know able to play on people's immediate. Um, impressions of her well immediate trust in Mm -hmm. a child especially a pretty blonde little girl she's not some monster yeah when she is so maybe that maybe that explains it that's that's how we can (laughs) that's how we can explain it but still i i I just don't you know i don't see the advantage Mm -mm, otherwise mm -mm. of having you know a child who i mean as he ages like you know kirsten dunn's character getting enraged that her body will never change yeah she's stuck and she's this like 50 year old woman in a and like a 12 year old body. Yeah. So I don't know. Just saying they, I mean, that's, that's a a problem waiting to happen. What do you think would be a good age (laughs) to be turned (laughs) like a good Mm -hmm. physical age? Like 25, I think would be. Yeah. I'd say between 23 and 25, you know, I wouldn't want to be like, like now, like the, like the condition I'm in now, I don't think I'd want to become a vampire. You know, I don't want to be stuck. Like what's his name? Eddie and true blood. Did you ever watch true blood? Yeah. yeah, I watched it with you. Oh, that's right. So they have, which the, one's Eddie, the, the older guy that they are like siphoning blood from to sell. And then they end up killing him, but he's like older and 
He's like, I led a sedentary lifestyle because they're because they're like, why yes. aren't you sexy? Like I thought all vampires yes, were sexy. Yes, yes, and it's yes, like, yes, no, yes. we look like what we look like when we, you know, died. Like, or I, I was a sedentary lifestyle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'd want to be turned now, you know. But, but you look fine. I mean, I, yeah, are you, are I you mean, fishing for a compliment? Because you no, look no, 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 no. <laughs> No, but I think because Queen, I think you 10 are years looking ago, good. Ten years ago, I think it would have been better. Like, you, yeah, 24, 25, I think is is a prime. With ten years ago, when you were at the height of your twink powers, exactly. Just like you know, <laughs> my Dionysian look, that would have been far, far better. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, let's just. That's the title of Ep right there, right? <laughs> Dionysian look. Yeah. No, I mean, you know. <laughs> Your Dionysian look, same. my Micronesian look. We're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, but no, I had like, you know, got that Jim Morrison sexiness. You want that. Mm. If you're going to be a, you know, you got you to get that Lost nice Boy vampire like, pout going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has gone way off the We're tracks. Off the rails. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I remember watching this movie a lot as a kid and yeah like jason patrick totally that's mm-hmm. who i wanted to look like growing up you know and he is he's a good blend of like jim morrison and you know just that kind of aesthetic you know just a really pretty man i i think is you yeah. know still an, uh, an attractive look uh he's he's beautiful in in that movie uh, along with the other long dark-haired guy and Kiefer sutherland i mean he's yeah. sexy i mean he looks vicious and mean and a little too much mullet in this film for me. That's true. I like um, the one, uh, the Bill and Ted guy. Yes, yes. Uh, Alex Winter. Yes. Uh, his like poofy like popcorn. His like, like permed mullet. Yeah. <laughs> and then the back is all curly and long. And then when he's hanging upside down and it looks like ramen noodles or something like <laughs> hanging behind his head. I'm like, that is a choice. That's a yes. choice. That is that's a strong that's like, and choice. you will have that hair for eternity. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, I definitely would uh, I'd want, you know, like my hair or again, the guy, the mm-hmm. the, the other long-haired dark um I can't remember what his name Long-haired. is. Long-haired. Yeah. Like, cuz they all have names like Paul and Marco, Marco and, you know, but I don't remember who's who. <laughs> Very like generic like cis male <laughs> cis male name yeah maybe it's billy worth i don't know is is it Dwayne? i don't know who cares it's paul Dwayne, marco laddie's the little boy um yeah. i just love they named the little boy laddie brooke mccarter though sadly um who played paul um the the other long-haired blonde without the terrible perm the one that was not in mm-hmm. um bill and ted's excellent adventure yes the other one uh, he he died uh, a couple years ago from alpha one antitrypsin deficiency AAT. It's a genetic liver disorder. Oh no! Yeah, uh, very very sad. He was fifty two, so R I P to him. Um, he was very fun. He I think he's the one that gets pushed into the bathtub of yeah, 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 garlic it, and holy garlic water. Garlic and holy water. <laughs> holy water. I like how you say that. Holy water. Holy water, praise thy name. No, sorry, that's a yeah, that was that's a hymn. That was something. That was Joe. a hymnal. <laughs> anyway, so you know, it's a it's a fun vampire movie. It's a, a you know great eighties movie in general. Yeah, good fun soundtrack. Lots of beautiful people in it. Um, every, lots of people you recognize. That's a good so, time. Yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed it because yeah, it's definitely on the top of my like vampire movie list. Like I say, just because I like the balance. It's not, 
it's not too like where they're you know just monsters like you know some um what is it like um 30 days of night well no not well yeah but i was also thinking of like daybreakers where they you know as they stopped getting blood they became more and more bat-like and so they're these like monsters oh, okay. monster bats have you seen you probably haven't seen daybreakers is that the one with ethan hawk yeah okay yeah no, it's, I, re- it's really fun i like that movie mm-hmm. a lot too i again i grade vampire movies on even uh, like i grade horror on a large curve already and then vampire movies on even larger curve <laughs> like <that's laughs> a, you know within the curve you know so i i really enjoy daybreakers it's like you got curves going on, yeah, curves I, and curves. But I like the balance of that, and it's not too frou frou, she she like pretty that yeah. like interview or Bram Stoker's Dracula, which we're gonna watch um, for our our upcoming anniversary episode of Fright School. Oh. Uh, so Bram Stoker's Dracula, oh, that's like, kind of the same thing where he's just you know it's that Victorian pretty Victorian beautiful whatever you know whatever I'm saying. It's like just a nice balance between for sure vicious predators and hot sexy. Gay BDSMers, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just that, just the right balance of that. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> well, it's, it's where that Venn diagram intersects. Is yeah, Lost Boys. Absolutely. So we recommend that you find it, people, if you haven't seen the Lost Boys, and uh, and watch it, and uh, you know, and whether you watch it, you know, with your loved ones or. <laughs> It's a great family film. It's a great family you know. film, or you know, as you know, maybe Joshua did alone, pants around your ankles with a bottle of Jergens. <laughs> <laughs> not even gonna comment. No, that did not happen. But we'll uh, we'll leave that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, as always, rate this episode a solid three. And <laughs> and follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram. We're always posting stuff, and yes. uh, we love you all. Thank you. So have a good night, Joe. <laughs> good night, Joshua. <laughs>《Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. Geekscape Network.